There are many, but the one that stands out is by Martin Luther King Jr., which is the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I'm going to come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create the success that you truly deserve. Welcome to episode 96 of the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. And if you're a new listener, then welcome. And if you are a returning listener, then welcome back. And as always, if you are a seasoned or new network marketer that is still solely building their business through the means of Facebook and Instagram and do not yet know the power of LinkedIn and how it can change your network, your income, your business, and your impact, then head over to my website, www.scottaaron.net, fill out the form to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, and how we could potentially work together. So I'm super excited about today's interview because this is actually someone who was essential in helping me on my journey in network marketing and entrepreneurship and it's not just me that has been helped thousands upon thousands of people has, have been impacted by this, by this amazing person. And for the listeners, I always like to bring you different types of interviews, whether it's people related to network marketing, whether it's active network marketers, whether it's coaches or just people that have an inspirational story, there's always something that can be taken from that. So, as always, instead of me telling the person's story, I want them to do it themselves. So, Todd Falcone, welcome to today's episode. Scott, thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm doing great, brother. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. My pleasure. So, you've been in the industry for 30 years, you know, obviously building and also coaching. So, let's go back when you first got started as a young lad in the profession. What was it? that network marketing uh, from a business standpoint that you saw when you first initially said yes 30 years ago that basically started to transcend where you are today? What was it about the profession and the opportunity back then? <laughs> well, in my naive 22-year-old self, I would say lots of money and no boss and residual, <laughs> and, and, and residual income, being, being able to get paid over and over again and not having to continue to work. So not that I'm not willing to work, but uh, man, I, I saw network marketing and thought, this is brilliant. Wait a minute. You got a product you can bring out in the marketplace and make a retail profit, build a team and earn a percentage on everything that they do. What's not to get about this? And so, I, I mean, I looked at network marketing super green and naive, but uh, got excited about the concept of it and uh, bid in hook, line and sinker right away. So you were, and I'm, I'm, I'm jokingly saying this that you were you were massively successful right away there was no stumbling blocks you didn't make any mistakes obviously we all make mistakes in the very beginning looking back 
when you first got started as a naive 22 year old to being the mature man you are today and what you know about the profession, what is, what is one of those mistakes that you made very early on that you seek to help other people not make that you did? I mean, the biggest mistake that I can think about really early on was grinding, like taking it too seriously. Like it wasn't like I wasn't having a good time. I, I was excited about it, but I was so just I was so de- I was coming from a desperate mindset, like a very lack mentality broke. Compl- and I was I was broke and I had no money. And and so I was grinding and I was just trying to force it and try to make it happen. <laughs> and it was it was really hard, man. It was like, I made it really hard on myself. And so I think like lightening up and having a good time and enjoying the journey, uh, regardless of where you are currently is super important. Otherwise, you know, people are, people are not attracted to individuals that are just on the hardcore grind. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. Well, uh, upbringing wise, you know, I, I was raised in an entrepreneurial family, you know, I'm a fourth generation entrepreneur, what what was life like growing up in the Falcone household that that maybe you saw you saw something with what family did that you kind of saw this no boss mentality, the psychological unemployment? What what did you see from those around you that had you want to kind of and made you realize I didn't want a regular job? I didn't want to just get by. Well, I mean, the reality is I, I grew up in a pretty broke household. Um I heard we can't afford it. We can't afford it. We can't afford it my whole life. And it's not something like desperate. We, I know our family is never on food stamps or anything like that. We were, we didn't have a whole lot of extra money. Both my mom and dad worked. Um, neither of them really earned a lot. So, you know, with three kids in the household and a family trying to make ends meet, it was tight. Uh, and my parents unfortunately got divorced and my mother remarried uh, my stepdad and he was uh, a business owner and he was successful. And I remember when they got together, like, I mean, he drove a Mercedes. I never didn't even know where Mercedes was. He had a lake house. He, <laughs> right. And it wasn't like a lot of wealth or anything, but there, it was just, I remember going to the menu. I, we were eating, I remember eating in a Mexican restaurant, which I mean, Mexican restaurants are pretty cheap anyhow. And I looked at the menu and I said, well, what, you know, what can I order? And he said, order whatever you want. And I think I ordered whatever the most expensive thing was on the menu. I, I don't even think, I don't know if I liked it. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, wait, you know, money gives you choices. And I didn't have these choices before these different options. So I saw like growing up really broke and then, wow, this is a little bit different than I was experiencing before. I kind of like this. And so that to me was a pretty big, uh, big shift. Money gives you choices. And it's, it's one of those things that, People don't realize the power. I mean, we, we have a, a mutual acquaintance, Chris Harder, and he's got a podcast called For the Love of Money. And, and basically, it's teaching people how to be unapologetic to wanting to create wealth. And I think you're in that same mindset that, you know, you, you deserve to have an abundance of, of money so there can be more impact and, and you can do more with it. So, so how do you feel now about money? Because, like, you know, growing up in, in a household where there wasn't a lot of abundance uh, of, of money, but now, you know, you, the, the life that you have with, with your family, with your wife and your kids, what, what is life like now for you being on the now abundant side of life with what you've created? I mean, life, life is good. I think it's funny when you talk about money, like when I, it's weird because when I get a bill, it's paid and it's paid in full and it's paid instantly. 
where before, cause I had, I remember when I was stacked up with bills and I couldn't pay my bills and creditors were calling me and like, in, like now I'm like program where like, if I get a bill, it's like paid. If it's an insurance bill and it's like four, four installments or one, I pay it off in full. I pay everything off in full. I pay it up ahead of time. I'm like, maybe that goes back to my <laughs> tightness and not being able to pay those bills. And then the other thing is it's pretty cool to be able to, you know, go, go someplace and buy something. And then you, you walk out of a spot and you're like, did I black out? I don't even know how much that was. What, <laughs> like, like you literally you walk out of a store and you buy a bunch of stuff and you're not thinking, well, can I afford it? It's like, well, if I get this, but I can't get that, I just go get up whatever I'm getting. And then you walk out of there. I'm like, I literally have no clue how much I just spent in there. That's weird. Yeah. But that's the beautiful thing about having enough in the account where you're not having to worry about it. So when, you know, you, you spent a number of years as a, as an active builder in the network marketing profession, but also now a number of years speaking around the world and coaching other people. So my question to you is when you were actively building your business, what was your first taste of success? And, and when did you realize you're like, you know what, this, this actually could work. Well, when I first started, I was so green and had no, not a single solitary person in my life that had ever experienced network marketing. So I didn't have any opinion on it, good or bad or indifferent. I just, I just, it, the concept, like I said, made sense to me where a lot of people get in the network marketing profession. Like, Oh, I don't know. It's one of those things or it's a pyramid or they have some friend that tried something. And so I just came in and went to work. I didn't succeed right away. I mean, I spent, uh, you know, first couple of years, like tripping all over myself and struggling financially. But I remember one month I got a check for 13,000 and change. Wow. I don't remember the exact amount, but it was, you know, like the previous month, they made like $700. I had a huge month and, and it was like, oh man, like, okay, I was 22. I'm holding on to this 13,000 and change check. I was like, okay, I get it. If I can do that once I can do it again. I can, if I did it that one time, I know I can do it again. And so for me, like the proof was in the pudding, right? I saw, I saw tangibly the results in my own life. Uh, that's, I think that's when it, the, the level of belief sank in even deeper. I was operating on faith, which is believing in that, which is not yet seen. But then I saw the check and I was like, you can't have a 13,000 and change check and think, ah, that's fake. I mean, I went and cashed the check. I probably spent, <laughs> I, I probably spent the whole check like in the first couple of weeks or something, but, uh, you know, to, to, to know that that was possible. That, would, that was way more money than I've ever seen in my entire life. And, and so that was a big difference maker for me, for sure. And I just want the, the listeners to, to kind of pick up on what you said. You were mailed a physical check. They, this is not in the days of age of, of where people were getting these uh, automatic deposits onto a card that they can just go use. And this is not the, the age of, of social media you were you got started in the day and age where you you invited people to a house for an opportunity. You people were using VHS and CDs to show people what to do. Am I correct? Yeah, CDs weren't even out then. So, <laughs> but I mean, so you you've personally seen how far network marketing has come, and, and I I don't want to I don't want to say this like network marketers nowadays have it easy because you and I discussed this before that you still have to work no matter what resources are available, whether it's social media, whether it's belly to belly, CDs, VHS, cassette tapes, whatever it is, you still have to work. What was one of the advantages 
that you had by starting in the day and age where there weren't these external resources, there weren't team Zooms where people could see each other, like you had to dial into a, a, a global call or, you know, you, there, there was, you had to literally get a phone book out to call people. So what was one of the advantages that you had by starting when you started 30 years ago? I think one thing, the first thing that comes to mind is Google didn't exist. The internet didn't exist. So you didn't have prospects running around like doing certain, there wasn't as many companies and there wasn't like this information that's so as easily accessible as it is today. I think it's an advantage today, but you know, we didn't have people that would go Google you or check you out. I mean, they came to a presentation, they saw it and they, there was no other place they could do their due diligence. They, you know, essentially took it at face value. Mm. Um, I think that was probably an advantage. I don't think having Google is a disadvantage. I think there's a lot of things that we have available today that, uh, you know, we didn't have then. And I also think that I, honestly, when I started network marketing, I was, I was only aware of the company that I was with and two others. Like, and I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of the other two until I was probably eight months into building. So I, cause I had never even heard of network marketing prior to that. So that, that, that one company was my only knowledge of network marketing. I figured there was probably other companies, but I didn't know of any. So your nickname is the fearless networker and that's, that's your brand. That's your business. So what does it mean to be the fearless networker? And, and you and I have talked about it before that, you know, we both agree that fear is what, what stops people from inevitably becoming successful, not just in network marketing, but in just in, in life and in business. So where did this, this mantra or where did this, um, belief in yourself where this fearless networker showed up that you're now able to help other people achieve their goals? Well, because I was the fearful networker. <laughs> I mean, when I started, I was like this 22 year old scared kid who didn't know anything. And I wanted to, I was hungry. I wanted to be successful and I was scared to death. And I realized that operating from a position of fear and desperation and doubt that wasn't helping me. It wasn't attracting people to me. Um, I couldn't allow my fears to, and a lot of people do, allow their fears to dictate their behavior or lack thereof. Uh, you know, a lot of times, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing that holds people back is that their fear of being judged or screwing up or not knowing what to do. And they get so caught up in their head, why, which is why network marketing is such a mindset game. It's about winning that inner battle, that victory over, you know, your your own thought processes. Am I good enough? Why would anybody follow me? Like, you know, who am I to, you know, bring a, a abundant opportunity to somebody when I've never had abundance in my life? And so I think through my own experiences of operating from a position of desperation and fear to realizing that that wasn't serving me and I had to just step up and get after it in spite of how I felt, being able to push the fear aside long enough to get done whatever needed to get done you know, we ultimately, the, the brand, the fearless networker surfaced and it was, uh, you know, just, it, it happened. It was just, it, you know, I, when I, and somebody asked me the other day, like, where did, you know, where'd you come up with that name? I'm like, I don't, honestly, it just came out one day. I don't even know the fearless networker and we, and it stuck and we branded it and we trademarked it. And, and to me, the, the, the fearless networker is that which is in all of us that we need to allow to surface and we do so every day by pushing a fear, you know, pushing whatever fear we have aside just long enough to get done whatever we need to get done. I still have fear. We all do. 
Um, but I think some fears serve us and some fears don't, you know, the, the fear of like standing on did the training the other day. So if I'm standing on a thousand foot cliff with my toes over the edge of it, with a jagged rock down below, and I've got a 25 mile an hour tailwind behind me, I should be scared because if I fall, I'm dead. Mm. But, uh, you know, the fear of like talking to somebody about how they can improve the quality of their life, that to me is an irrational fear. And it's one that's holding you back. It's not, it's not protecting you in any way. I love that because that there is good fear and there's, and there's bad fear, you know, good, yeah. good fear can push you forward. Bad fear can, you know, halt you w- with, with where you are and, you know, you never end up living to the success that you truly deserve. So obviously you've been in this profession for three decades now. You've seen so many changes within it, but it still comes back to one thing. You have to take action to make things happen. So is there anything with this, the new crop of network marketing? Because like you said, there are so many opportunities now there there's a new company opening up all the time you know quote, quote unquote ground floor one of a kind you know never been seen before you hear this all the time regardless of all the opportunities that are out there is there anything that you see in the new crop of network marketers that are out there today that they are doing wrong in the sense that there's a lot of people that start but they quit too early is there anything that you're seeing people can improve right away to not guarantee success because it's not guaranteed, but is there anything that the new network marketers today can do to make sure that they're in the game long enough to win? Well, I mean, that's an interesting question. I think it comes down to something that has never changed and that's, you know, drawing a line in the sand and making a decision. Something I talk about on every stage I speak on a lot of people come into the business and they haven't, you know, it's like, Oh, I'll do this. And, you know, if it works out in the timeline that I've set for myself. So I think it's, it's about managing our expert expectations. It's about, you know, really making a decision. And to me, a, a real decision is followed up by never ending action until you get done whatever it is that you decided that you were setting out to get done. Uh, but on top of that, I think a big mistake that people make today is because there's uh, options that are available to us that we've never had you know, being on social media, you know, we've got things like, you know, online videos, streaming video, Zooms, all these different, these technologies that make our life, lives easier. I, I, what I see is a whole uh, generation of people that are utilizing social media as if it's the end all be all. Mm. And I love social media. I'm on it every day, but if that's your one trick pony and that's all you've got, and you can't carry on a conversation with somebody. You can't like have a one-to-one conversation. You can't pick up the phone mm. and engage somebody in conversation. Like people are like, Oh, you know, the phone is so old. So that's like, I mean, everybody's got a phone now. <laughs> they got more phones now than ever. And they're really expensive. I just bought one the other day for a thousand bucks. And they're with you all the time. They're in your pocket. They're like, I'm in my car right We're now. We're on it right now. I'm, yeah. I'm on a phone in my car in front of a, a coffee shop out in the middle of nowhere and if, if like 20 years ago, I'd had to be at home on my landline, you know, so the flexibility, the ability, I mean, they're great. But what I'm seeing is a lot of people that are just hiding behind their computer screen, thinking that they're going to build a long-term stable business. And they're relying on a, on a, uh, a tool that's a free tool that they've given us permission to utilize that you have zero control over. Like you have to, you have to be, you have to, as, as a business own, owner, as an entrepreneur, you have to be doing things that are where you have the control, like you have no, I don't have any control over what Facebook decides to do or don't do, or if they choose to change the rules or the algorithms or whatever. And if I'm relying a hundred percent, hundred percent on that, then that's foolish. 
I think, yes, you should absolutely be utilizing social media. You should be using every avenue that's available to you. But if, if your whole support mechanism is 100% on social media, if your whole building strategy is 100% on social media, and you can't like carry on a conversation, you don't have other avenues of building, that's disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, I, I agree because in the beginning, you know, I was a victim of that because I, you know, you're, you're taught by those that are doing whatever they're doing. So I, I was taught by my mentors and upline to utilize Facebook and Instagram and post pictures and post transformations and, you know, inbox people. And it, it, it was missing the, the main aspect of network marketing, which is networking. You, it's, it's not, you know, network post and praying marketing. It's, it's network marketing. You have to network with other people. And it's part of the reason why I love LinkedIn so much because it is a social media platform, but it's a networking platform where you're getting people on the phone, you're getting on a Skype, you're getting on a zoom, you're connecting with other people. And I, and I feel that, and I'm sure that you may agree or disagree with this, but you know, in some social media, the way that people are using social media, it's making them lazy where they're just putting something up there and they're waiting for people to fall from the heavens. And that's, that's not going to build a business. You, you, have to, you have to seek to build relationship and trust and rapport with people because, you know, it's, this is the game of who gets to who first. And I, I see what, what I see on social media now, especially Facebook and Instagram is everyone is trying to sell. Everyone is trying to fight over the same people. And just like you said, a lot of people are, are just grinding away and, and painfully doing this business instead of having fun. And I was talking to a, an ex-client of mine and her business was going backwards and we ended up doing some stuff with LinkedIn. And I said, before she worked with me, I said, you know, are you having fun? And she started crying. And I said, what has you so upset? And she goes, I am miserable doing this now. She goes, it's not fun anymore. Um, I'm not having any meaningful relationships. I'm basically just waiting for people to reach out to me. And, and it kind of was a light bulb moment for me, Todd, because I, I, I see so many quote unquote influencers out there that are teaching people to do this and do that. And I saw this ad on Instagram where you can sign up to be an Amazon influencer and like anything that where you're paying to learn how to be an influencer. I just don't agree with that. I, that just doesn't make sense. Influence comes from the people that you impact and you have to do that organically. So in the name of the game, which is network marketing, which is networking with other people, how important is it for you to be not just on social media, but to be getting people offline to build those relationships? It's crucial. I mean, you, you have to, especially if you're going to do a transaction with somebody, are you going to go sign up for a thousand dollar business with somebody that you've never spoken with and, and go here, I'm going to sign up and I've never actually had a chat with yeah. you. I think most people are like, no, I don't like, I'm not going to like, to me, that's like, yeah, okay. So I'm connected with you on Facebook, but I've never had a chat with you. I'm not parting with a grand or 1500 or two grand or whatever the amount is. If I haven't had a, had some kind of engagement with that person. So I think, I think you need to be blended, right? Uh, I, I love social media. It allows us to reach out to people that we've never been able to reach before. But um, I think, you know, the example I was doing a training the other day and I, I played competitive tennis growing up and, you know, you got a forehand and a backhand. And if I'm playing a competitor and 
I immediately noticed that that guy has a really weak backhand. Well, as the person who's playing that, what am I going to do? I'm going to deliver the ball to his backhand because he's not as skilled on his backside as he on, is on his front side. So I'm going to beat the pants off of him because I know he's got a weak backhand. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need to be, need to be strong, being able to communicate one-to-one in person on the phone uh, through social media. I think we need to be uh, good in terms of our, our marketing skills and our abilities to me, a, a, a smart networker in today's environment needs to be uh, well-rounded, period. I love that. I, I mean, you do. You, you don't have to be the best at everything, but you should be really good at a few things. You know, you, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. So I learned so much from you coaching with you because, you know, you got me out of a funk that I was in because I needed to get back into action. I needed to start can- because I love the phone. I love connecting with human beings. So if someone didn't know who you were and what you do, and there's, you know, there's coaches out there in, in every profession or industry, but you know, your, your jam, your focus, your zone of genius is network marketers. What makes Todd Falcone different than other coaches that are out there that are working with network marketers? The the first answer is I've done it. I think there's, a lot of people that want to become coaches that have never made any money in network marketing. And so you can't work with me, see me speak, engage with me in real conversation of any depth and not go, Oh, this guy's done it. Like he's experienced it, dealt with it, all of the above. I think there's a lot of people that want to be coaches and speakers, but they don't really even know what's involved in it. And all they see is, the you know what are they what's the phrase they they see the glory but they don't know the story story right so i think that to me and you know the other part of it is i mean i i just tell like it is man i'm straight up and you you may not like what i'm going to tell you but i'm going to tell you the straight up truth i'm going to be honest with you because i don't have time to dilly dally around and beat around the bush and you're asking for help and need to do to go do it i don't i don't sugarcoat anything and that's the way i've always been from a training standpoint I mean, that's, that's the one thing that I always tell people, you know, why I'm so passionate about LinkedIn and now I help other people is I had to go first. I had to, to use it. I had to implement it. I had to grow my business with it before that gave me the right to even say, okay, now I can show you. It's just like when I was a personal trainer, I had to learn how to train myself before I could train other people. When I used to, when I was a bodybuilder, I couldn't teach someone else how to bodybuild until I trained for a show. I couldn't teach people how to nutritionally balance themselves and get ready for a contest until I went through it myself. So the, what I tell people, the best certification that any coach can get is through that personal life experience themselves. You have to go through it first to understand what it takes to make it work so you can then help other people. And, and, and you're right. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are teaching and coaching that that haven't done it. They they're going based off of things they think they know. And and I've seen you speak. I've heard you speak. I've coached with you personally. And and you're a man of your word. You will tell it like it is. And, you know, success leaves clues. And you were successful. And what you're doing is, is that you're not giving anyone any shortcuts or magic formula, but the action steps that are required to succeed in network marketing because, listen, the one thing that I know 100% truthfully is that there is no opt-in for human connection. 
There is no click funnel for human connection. There's no email campaign for human connection. You have to, if you're not good at socializing, I was always a social person growing up as were you. And it, you can learn how to be a good social person, but it takes repetition. It takes skill. It's just like going to the gym. You're not going to the, go to the gym and get a great workout one day and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It takes, you have to get those reps in with whatever you're doing, whether it's training for a, a bodybuilding show, whether it's playing a professional sport or whether it's doing network marketing. So speak to that. How important is repetition in network marketing? What is, what's the phrase? Rep, repetition is the mother of all learning. Yep. Is, I mean, how can you, okay. So yesterday, so I'm, I'm here for, for a week or so camping out at my river property with my kids. Yesterday, I take my 12 year old out fishing. He casts it one time and he doesn't cast it very good. So he gets all frustrated and wants to quit. I'm like, dude, seriously, <laughs> you casted one time and he got all frustrated. And he like walked off and he's like grumpy and he's wondering like, I'm not, you can't get good at something you do one time, mm. you know, later that afternoon, he calmed down. I, I calmed down a little bit. I take him back out there. And, you know, gently was giving him instruction. He's casting. I'm giving him encouragement. He's casting and, you know, 10, 20, 30 casts. Now he's like whipping it out there like I am. And yeah, so repetition is absolutely crucial to anything that you're learning. Anything. So that repeated exposure to that activity makes you better at it. it you know, you get, you get you're like, OK, I'm getting comfortable. I'm kind of getting in my groove. This feels good. But if, for example, if you only prospected one person a week, you're never going to get into any mode. But if you sat down and you're like, I'm going to prospect straight for an hour a day every single day as a super part-time network marketer, you, you end up kind of getting into more of a groove than if you only talk to somebody once a month. Well, that brings me to, to my final two questions. Number one, for that extremely green new network marketer or even that seasoned network marketer that, that's seeing a backward trend in their business and their income – what could that brand new network marketer or that seasoned network marketer do after listening to this episode today to start moving the needle forward in a positive direction? They could get back to work. Hmm. I mean, seriously, the, if your check is sliding, you got to ask yourself, if you're on a plateau, if your check is sliding, are you doing the exact same thing that you were doing to, to get you to, to that growth state in, in the beginning? Most people are going to say, no, I'm not. I'm kind of managing the team. I'm doing this. I'm running calls. I'm blah, blah, blah. They're not doing what they were doing. The only way you're going to get out of a slump, a slow spot, or a doldrum is to recruit your way out of it, mm. you know, to Love build that. your way out of it. So you got to get back to personal production. Recruit your way out of it. I, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, you, there's, there's no what, like, and, and I was breaking down earlier with my fiance, like, you know, the, the sheer numbers. Like, you, you have to, it's not about recruiting everyone yourself. You're going to have your own personal enrollments, but you got to work with your team, but you always have to be looking to replace your people. And this is what I tell people in network marketing. No one gives their two weeks notice when they're going to quit your team. They're not, they're not putting in any paperwork. They just sneak out the back door. So as a network marketer, you always have to be looking for that next person to come in to do the business with you. And then you keep moving forward and you, you nurture, you work with you and you create other leaders. Then you look for someone else. And that's how you build that depth, which creates that high residual income checks, like the $13,000 check that you created. Now, my final question before 
um, I want you to tell where everyone can find out a little bit more about you and how you can help them. Simple question. There is no wrong answer because it's whatever it means to you. So, Todd, what does success truly mean to you? Choice, options. I mean, here's a, here's a quick example. So, I mean, this is very simple, but to me, it's the freedom of choice, right? So, I love to be in the outdoors. I love to camp out. So, typically, on a, if a working person is going to rush home on Friday pack up their stuff, rush out of there and rush hour traffic, get to their campsite, enjoy Saturday, enjoy part of Sunday, and then rush home to get home. And, you know, I don't even honestly know how they do it. And then they go back to work on Monday. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that stress. Let's leave on Wednesday. Let's get up to the property, hang out. We'll cruise. We'll stay Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm not driving home in that rush hour traffic. Let's drive home Monday. Now nah, let's go home Tuesday, whatever. Let's just, whatever. Let's stay another week. To me, success network marketing success probably in anything is that freedom of choice to do what you want to do when you want to do it and not be tied down to anything else. So it's, it's the, the opportunity that extra money gives you that when you're tied down to, you know, uh, a specific work schedule or a, you're limited on your income, you don't have those choices and network marketing can provide you them. So simple and so brilliant because it's, it's, you know, choices in life, give you a better life. And, and I love that perfectly stated. So before we end today's episode, Todd, how can people find you on social media where they can connect with you and how can they find out what you do and how you can assist them? They can find me at toddfalcone.com, T-O-D-D-F-A-L-C-O-N-E.com. Awesome. So Todd, thank you again, not only for how you helped me when we worked together, but how you continue to, to lead with the hardest service and really empowering and inspiring network marketers all over the world to become their best selves. So thank you so much for being here today. Just grateful for you and your friendship. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please enjoy the rest of your day and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more, how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.